0: Hello, Nine Circles listeners. This is Buke here with another Nine Circles Audio Thing interview. This time I have a pleasure to interview Nicholas Sandin, the guitarist for Swedish death metal band Lick, on the eve of their release for Misanthropic Breed. By the time you hear this, the album will already be out, but uh, here for us, the album's coming out tomorrow as I talk to Nicholas right now. So, Nicholas, today, how are you doing today, sir?
1: I am doing awesome. I just came back from uh, hanging out with Thomas, who is the singer from the band, actually. Badass,
0: my friend. Badass. How, How does the times right now in this pandemic world as my bird is going off he must be excited for this interview too that's awesome how, that's awesome how how does uh in in this pandemic world right now how does things find uh lick and yourselves
1: right right now how's how it's been very different though so we have been more active than probably most band has during an uh, like pandemic and uh, since since we have since we have uh, finished up recorded mastered and uh, now uh, also releasing a new album all, all all during the the pandemic so it's been uh, except gig wise it's been going on like like normal we' we've, we've been uh, we've been seeing each other at the rehearsal studio and uh, playing playing music and we we did a rehearsal just this uh, uh, yesterday, actually, and it went went very well. That's 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 awesome. Uh, we in in reading the prep
0: for uh, the interview here, uh, I read and correct me if I'm wrong that misanthropic breed was recorded. You guys had to try and kind of transfer it from the studio into the rehearsal space, right?
1: That's true. It was just a week before that we were gonna go into the studio and record it. We got the message that both both guys that runs the studio had uh, contracted the the oh, virus, probably. Geez. So we we did this uh, this kind of like uh, sane option to go to Plan B, which uh, which was to re- record it into in our rehearsal studio. So so yeah, it was uh, something that we just like quickly needed to adjust to, and uh, but it worked out fine.
0: now I, I I have to ask, I am not in a band. I've never played an instrument, but uh metal is my life. so I've seen a lot of bands in rehearsal spaces. most rehearsal spaces I've seen, except you know if, if you're like Metallica, their re- rehearsal space looks like a fucking soccer stadium. it's so big. Um is your guys rehearsal space is it small like was it a cramped re- recording environment here where you guys on top of one another trying to uh, do this and do it uh, with the quality uh, that misanthropic breed has with it cuz it turned out amazing sound wise
1: We actually have the like the the pleasure of having quite quite a large uh,
0: oh, nice. rehearsal
1: room. Yeah, so we we have already equipped it with this uh, kind of par- part where it's like a studio desk and everything, and uh, it's uh, prepared to actually do recordings, which we do when we rehearse. So we can, uh, but, but because we do lots of the arrangements of the songs together, so then we okay. then we do the arrangements and then we record it, and then we can send back to it in a, in a good quality. So it was all, all already. So somewhat prepared, so so that's why it was a good option to go into the rehearsal room. But but of course it wasn't like prepared as a, a, like like pro grade studio or anything. Gotcha. So, 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 so gotcha. we need so we needed to uh, make some adjustments, and uh, and we had a guy coming in and tuning up the drums. And uh, with with Lawrence McRory, who was on board with us on this record as well, which uh, has been recording. Uh, Recording and uh, mixed and mastered both mass funeral revocation and carnage It, but it it went like a brief to do and he and he has um both an eye and ear for uh, How things should sound and how to get there so without his help we would have been lost and maybe it would have sounded I don't know like not even uh, 100th as good. So yeah it's, uh, you, it's, it's,
0: it's, it's- Point but it's just it it doesn't have to sound bad.
1: Yeah, exactly, and uh, and I, I think that's something. you can't really make out what's what's in there, but it's just something that gets thrown at you. But here you can, here you can see the cherries, you can see the cream, and you can see like all the fillings. Great, <laughs> so.
0: that, that's 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 a great dis description. Now I tell you, you, uh, you know, for people listening to this, they may also be familiar with you. Uh, they've been living under a rock if they don't they know you as the bass player from Catalonia you've been
1: with them since dead end kings if i'm correct oh uh, yeah oh yeah Even a little bit uh, early doing yeah. the touring for night is a new day
0: so 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 people know you obviously uh, for many years here um other type of music that catalonia plays project be able to play
1: heavier music it is actually really really good it's uh it's kind, kind of like going on a vacation you know okay it's uh it's it's, it's something that's needed because uh, I, I think that's just like a natural thing to do if you're gonna have a band band on the side from the from the from your main band it's uh it has to be something that uh, differs quite much from it, so it so you get get that contrast. It's like if you want to go on a vacation, you wouldn't go to vi- visit a city that looks like your own, right? So it's uh, uh, you, you. Yep. You, you need to have something refreshing, even though it's even though it's maybe in the future and go really to a different like universe and
0: maybe. We get you on like Sabaton or something in the future. Like, you really take a wild trip and join some Swedish power metal band? <laughs> uh,
1: I would say I would say joining Sabaton would more be like Guantanamo Bay, to be, <laughs> to be, to be, to be fair. Excellent yeah. answer! Excellent yeah. <laughs> answer! <laughs> they, oh man, they if I do if I do some crime, they can uh, put me there instead of jail. <laughs> that would be worse.
0: Oh man, that. Out of all the interviews I've done, that was probably the best answer I've ever received for anything. Oh, that is awesome! <laughs>
1: that that that's that's just how it is.
0: <laughs> oh man, that, that's great. I, I we were we were talking bef- beforehand, um, before I hit the recording button about the you know you being from Sweden and my love of of ice hockey, and I asked you about that and. You know, you you said a great phrase that, you know, a lot of hockey players, uh, Swedish hockey players are like an, an export, uh, you know, that we get to our National uh, Hockey League here. But that was leading me to this question. Uh, I think in our world, uh, the Swedish metal band and more so Swedish home country. Uh, you know, yes, we talk here in the States. We have you know the Florida death metal scene you know your DSide and all these all you know the Cannibal Corpse and suff- suffocation and but there's a unique thing about sw- Swedish death metal that you know it when you hear it when you're get gu- guitar tones you 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 know it you know other bands that that sound like it. it's a very unique thing so where am where am I'm, I'm I'm going with all this is growing up when did you start to become aware of uh metal and more so you know that hey are i don't even know if you guys probably call it sweetest death metal but hey uh the metal that your guys your fellow bandmates are are putting out is a a thing would you growing up with the in tombs and stuff like like that uh
1: it was actually a friend of mine uh when, when when I grew up uh spending summers at uh my parents' countryside place, uh okay. he he introduced me to uh to like heavy metal like Iron Maiden, and Metallica and uh, and also more like uh sleaze things like Guns N' Roses if you like to call mm-hmm.
0: it that. Yeah, what man, there are a couple amazing early releases from them.
1: Oh yeah, and Kiss the Goat is good as well.
0: Yes, yes, yes.
1: And and, uh, and a very bold bold color on the on the CD cover as well. I think it's a uh, pink pinkish yes, kind a of pink, a yeah. pink
0: goat. <laughs> yes. Yeah,
1: which I which I really like. I think uh, like provoking and uh, you know like doing those bold moves with colors in uh, metal music is uh, is very is very great because it's something that can really provoke someone in a, at a base, like a core level if you have the wrong colors or something like yeah. that.
0: You know i know you know i'm talking to you from just outside uh, dc here and you know it is it's interesting because as much as you know in in my world and fellow metal fans here you know like listeners of this pod and our our website um metal is still very underground it's still extremely like the the, the biggest bands in Like, you know, you in Catatonia, my favorite band, Opeth, stuff like this. They are still very underground. Like, I could go to my girlfriend or I could go to other people on the street. I could mention Catatonia and they wouldn't know who they are unless they were metalheads. How, I noticed with with Sweden being a a smaller country, do, do, you know, not to toot your own horn here, but do people know of... Catatonia or you more than they would here stateside?
1: No, not really. No. Since it's uh, it's it, it's kind of like this uh, this this weird weird thing about Sweden. Even though we have like a pretty good export of metal music and it's very very appreciated in uh, like abroad. Yeah, it's uh, it, it's something that is very very underground, a little bit like still. maybe maybe not like laugh at, but you can see like when it's time for those like music awards which i don't really which i don't really care for because i think it's stupid to like to put put a medal on a band or something like that or compete in music but it's always like when when the category rock metal comes it's a little bit like they just need to get it over as like quick as possible, or they make some joke about it yeah so it, when it, it,
0: when it, when it when it happens here in the states when they hand out the Grammy for best medal uh award it's it happens when they're on like commercial break or it happens even before they go live for the day, like I think mastodon won it last year or something like that, like they don't even televise it here
1: yeah yeah it 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 <laughs> it, it almost feels like it's that. Like 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 that here as well. It's uh, yeah. and 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 if someone should should like if if you think oh well here here's maybe someone that recognizes you on the street, it's just because they m- mistaken you for someone else. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like oh, yeah. Yeah, which
0: which is, yeah. which is always it's so interesting to me because you know you have the 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 you know like the U.S. here is a huge country. I know Sweden, you know being a, a a smaller, I, I would. It's just, it's just so weird to me that in in our metal world, these are some of the biggest. Like you guys are part of some of the biggest names in the music world. You, I would think that you know, in your home country, you guys would have a little more recognition. But I guess, you know, maybe speaking for myself, that's why we like metal—that it is still underground.
1: You know. Yeah, yeah, I think it's uh, definitely like that. It's a, uh, it's still an acquired taste. So it's something that. That you have like picked up on and uh, kind of like made it made it your own in like in a in a bigger bigger context. It's mm-hmm. uh, very very much your own, even though there's lots of metalheads out there. And 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 I think here in Sweden, when the people people like grow up and get of age, they don't really stop listening, to it, but they just kind of like wear more casual clothes, so you don't really know. It's 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 like. It's like metalheads, metalheads undercover kind of people, no. and 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 yeah. and, you, and you can see it when people go to see shows as well. Because, and I think that's much cooler than like people that are like putting on their uniform or and work for a year that that they actually as well. Like, oh, I stand by my clothes, clothing choices. I will I will go with a button shirt and. Uh, or or like a like a suit jacket or something. I will watch a bitch like this because that's who I am today. And that's that and then that that that's in itself is kind of metal because then they are the metal metal heads in the metal yes. community because because what what like when when it spawned and when like metal became like a good good and safe identity for, for people or something to relate to, they were the ones that stood out like, like the guys in suit jacket stands out today at metal show. So, so yeah. <laughs> uh,
0: great, great answer. Uh, Nicholas, I, you are uh, three years younger than me. So, you know, you would have been, a, a, just leads me into this next question. You know, you mentioned Lord Belial there. I, I've never had a chance to really ask anybody this. And it's an in- interesting point that I just thought of. Were you aware of during your, you know, younger days, were you aware of the early Norwegian black metal movement going on with all the church burnings and that whole back and forth stuff with mayhem and all of them?
1: No, uh, unfortunately I wasn't, uh, aware of that. And I wasn't like that kind of, uh, hard, hardcore fan of, or like, okay. yeah, wasn't that like, uh, in into it that I follow that whole uh, whole whole progress about the like Norwegian black metal yeah. mafia and stuff like that and what went down at Helvet and stuff like that. So, uh, but it, it's just something that I've heard uh, heard like spoken to me uh, yeah. l- later on. And uh, yeah, I I, I, I think uh, some members in Katatuna has gotten like those kind of threat letters as well. Like in, really? the, in the in the early days, yeah. Wow. I think I think they sent sent out those to quite many musicians. That it should be like as they should be be like in charge and select who can play what, what, and what, and like that. You need to be totally serious about it, or else they will put an end to it or something like that. Yeah,
0: because yeah, you know those. There's an amazing documentary on those those early years and those. Those those early years with Varg out there do so it was just like 92, 93, 90, what a wild fuck it was like more they were just trying to be more evil than the next and get what a strange time happening in the whole music world.
1: Yeah, very very strange time. I think it's uh personally for me it's uh something that doesn't really belong into metal music. I think metal music is something that you should bring People together, not separate. I agree. Them, they I divide, agree fully. You know?
0: I ag- yeah. a- agree one hundred percent. You know, I I think when you start going to that level and you start, you know, burning burning shit down or you t- killing people or whatever else happened, it, I think whatever message you're
1: trying to do gets gets fucking lost. Exactly. I think I think that if you if you want to make make some change into like, I. Uh, since i believe it was them uh, feeling that they were suppressed by the church and that the church had too much power well 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 like step up your game become like a uh, good in your rhetorics and uh, become like a politician and do something do something about it not like burn burn like churches down and stuff like that yeah. it's it's when it in in the end, it's just a building. You can build a building up, and it, if you if you if you really want to change something, you need to you need you need to go to the root of the problem and in a sophisticated way. So it's, I think I think uh, turning to violence in that kind of way is just is just. Stupid. I I
0: uh, agreed agreed. Um, so getting back here to misanthropic breed coming out. Uh, yeah, I, 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 have to to ask because this is this is so at the core of the music you guys play. How ha- the tone that you you play the defining as I'm doing air quotes the Swedish the classic Swedish death metal sound. Uh, let's get a little gear talk here. What what do you play or what do you use to uh, obtain your Sound the defining, you know, classic Swedish death metal sound.
1: Yeah, and, and for the for those who doesn't uh, know it already, it's the Boss HM2 heavy metal pedal, which uh, I I I would just blur something out and guess, but like I think I pro- probably like created in the eighties or something like that. Uh, That 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 that's kind of like sets the tone in terms of guitar sound. It has that bass saw kind of uh, sound, and I think that, like in terms of a pedal being like something that you would use in heavy metal music, it's probably one of the worst. But if you dial everything (laughs) everything up at maximum, you get that kind of like broken and really like really. Harsh, harsh, but still like very powerful, powerful sound, and and to and to me, it's kind of like two sounds that bakes in and like fights together, like in, in at the same time when when it's on max. So that's yep. that's like step one, and then you need to have a good guitar, the the guitar of your choice that makes you play the best.
0: What what do you personally play?
1: Right right now, I play uh Hogström Ultra okay. Max. And it's a Swedish company, and it's a it's a very affordable guitar, but it's very like sturdy and very it has that like like good grit in the in the tone. It's it's kind of like a it's it's kind of like a better better Gibson Les Paul, if you would say in in my opinion. It bridges the gap between the Les Paul and uh, Stratocaster, Fender Stratocaster, and I've been playing Stratocaster for years, so this was a kind of like Kind of, kind of like the perfect balance. It's like a beefy Stratocaster.
0: Do you, you like play that. that in your time with Catatonia too? Uh,
1: oh. Yeah, I, 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 I play uh, Hogstrom basses. Okay, when, when yes, I, yeah, yeah. So, so I, um, I'm actually endorsed. So, so oh, okay, he, nice. So, yeah. So it, it, it probably will make people think like, oh, it's just because he's get those instruments that he says is bad. But, but this is really something else, and they. And they found out some uh, good good like uh technical events already in the which works still today and which many other companies doesn't even have like a like a like a shot at. So so yeah, it's uh, it's very it's very cool and they they've been making instruments for bands like ABBA.
0: Like <laughs> going going back to your time with catatonia do you does the hm2 even show up at all anywhere in your guys music at at all or does that tone is that again this is me not playing anything you know this is just me wondering does that does this pedal even work into that style of music at all no,
1: nah, not 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 really. Maybe, <laughs> okay. maybe as maybe may maybe as something like more like a spice. If you put some okay. some some guitar like in the far back or something, but if you would front that sound, then the tune it would be quite 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 interesting. <laughs> I, I think. <laughs> <laughs>
0: you know, it 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 is it's it's cool because um you guys in Catatonia, you know, to, to take a, a quick detour here, you, you know, we did a long discussion. We did like an hour and a half discussion uh, about your guys' most recent album. And you know, it was, it was loved to hear on the site. Um, but you guys, you know, the past couple releases, city burials fall of hearts really you know, have, have, blown people away you guys have always had a a history of writing amazing albums but the last couple albums you people have said that you guys it sounds like you guys are really having fun and exploring and just uh, working new sounds and and stuff so you know it wouldn't probably surprise people if they maybe hear a little taste of that in the future because it sounds like you guys are really exploring and just having fun
1: Oh yeah and uh and I and I think like bo- both Jonas and Anders they are not like uh they they're not afraid of uh trying new stuff of course and uh and they could probably put that into a context where you maybe not even think about it as a guitarist It's something like that that comes as uh, an element which like oh what, what is that actually and then yeah you listen a little bit further and like, could it be? No, probably not. And then it's just, it's, it's just like there as a mysterious element. I so, got yeah, you. yeah, maybe, maybe.
0: So a couple more questions. I'll let you go here. How how did lick get formed? To get formed. How was it if it formed? Did, were you just sitting? There, who who were the catalysts for starting the project here? Uh, it
1: was a. Uh, Chris Barkinja, which is okay. the uh, which, which is the drummer, he played uh, back in the days in a band called The Resistance with uh, people like Glenn jungstrom and Jesper Strömblad, and, uh, and 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 they're of course based in uh, in Gothenburg, so it, it it was a was a little bit of a stretch to uh, rehearse and keep keep up with the songs for Chris who is based here in Stockholm, so. He was Which searching. I for love, his,
0: by the way. Sorry to jump in real quick. Yep. Uh, his work
1: in Witchery. Oh, I fucking love that project. Oh, yeah, he's, he's a beast. He's a beast.
0: Oh, definitely,
1: man, definitely. Yeah. So, so it was him uh, searching for somewhere to uh, put his drums and be able to rehearse once or twice a week. You know, just to keep uh, keep, keep the drumming up and uh, and uh, be be able to um, like rehearse and prepare for future records mm-hmm. and. And and he found the the, the rehearsal place which uh, Thomas has and uh, and yeah he he put his drums there and uh, instead of just rehearsing by himself he asked if Thomas was uh, like interested in jamming a little bit and then they started talking and and got like pre- pretty quickly they got to know that both has this. Uh, burning passion and a uh, long long time love for uh for stockholm death metal so so that so so that spawned the idea of uh, trying to create something and uh and that was when they thought about like extending with extending it with uh, other members and thomas asked me if i wanted to join since i've known thomas for 17 years now already or something like that so um so, yeah, I said if I can uh, join on guitar, I'm interested because that coming back to like having something like diverse enough mm-hmm. to to like go on that kind of like death metal vacation, you know, from. California. It, 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 I, uh,
0: for, it, yeah. Was it that if they would have asked you if Jacom wouldn't have, have been if if you guys wouldn't have had a bassist, would you have joined this project as a bassist?
1: Uh, I w- yeah, I was actually asked uh, if I could play the bass because that was like the normal, normal and uh, like, logic thing for yeah. I I I, I I just and...
0: didn't know if that would have been that different enough vacation for you. Obviously, it's a different style of music. I just yeah. didn't know if you're always like, yeah, hey, I already I already play bass as it is.
1: Oh yeah, and I and I and I've uh, tr- I, I've tried that before. Like yeah, not 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 being in Catatonia, but but like joining joining like uh, very very heavy and extreme acts on bass and it's it's not it's really not like what i want to do and it's not uh it it, it doesn't speak to me I, I, I want to i want to do more rhythms and uh have have another kind of uh an, a, another kind of bass. Uh, so, so it was a little bit like uh, it, it would have been uh, like a deal breaker for me i think I got uh, you. I got yeah. you. Yeah. So 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 then I said, well, if 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 I can join on guitar, and Thomas said, well, we need a guitarist anyway. So yeah, that sounds good. And then, and then the rest is history, I guess. Yeah, it's it, 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 so cool. It, it went very fast. It just took uh, like a couple of months, and then Chris already had, like, he got in touch with his uh, old friend Jarne, from uh, War Anthem Records, and Jarne showed interest in. Uh, like, if we were going to do like a debut record, he wanted to, to, to like release it. So he said, Yeah, well, why not? Uh, it, it, it's just a fun project, anyways. So, so let's do it. And then it's just grown and grown more like since then.
0: Okay. Yeah. Out of
1: all the projects
0: and stuff you have been associated with, is there, is there any. Anything left that you'd still like to
1: do that you haven't done yet? Oh, well, it would it would be cool to like um, get 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 into the realm of uh, jazz music and like uh, play play in a jazz tree or something. Yeah, like that. it was but, it was it is.
0: But, I I shit you not. I was going to ask to say jazz, but I thought in my head that's just too out there.
1: No, 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 not not really. It's uh, it's something that I listen to, and uh, and there there's great, great, great uh, jazz and jazz yeah. fusion bassist out there, like like this one that people should check out because I think that she needs all the attention and support that she can get and she deserves it. It's a Polish uh, bassist called Kinga Glick, which is uh, which is very very cool, and she has quite quite her own style. Adopted a little bit like Marcus Miller vibes and colors in her play. But playing in but yeah, yeah, it's a, it's a very cool and and then of course Eva Marion, a really cool bassist based out of New York. And stuff like that. So so I'm uh, I'm very much open to play other other music styles as well. But I would I would need a fair a fair amount of practice just to get into that yeah, because
0: it is it is so cool that you just mentioned jazz I, I love see i love how my interviews play out how it just we just flow uh because i did an interview with a gentleman by the name of max phelps here he's uh in a uh prog metal band called Ex- exist and he's a you know he went to school for music uh, he's a music teacher and he plays um you know, progressive metal. And he was in the death band that we went on tour to, you know, honor Chuck and play their music and stuff. Um, but I asked him in interviewing him what music really excites him and stuff. And he actually said jazz. And what started me on the whole jazz kick recently, because he said the interesting thing about jazz, why he personally loves it is jazz is so, fluid that when you're playing jazz live it's, it's improv up on stage it's everybody's just improving and jamming and it's it's just it's this big musical journey that has hooked me recently i have been on such a big jazz
1: kick oh yeah and there's so much to explore there and uh it and it's uh it's, it's, it's very diverse you you have you have like uh non-norwegian musicians like band Muwen, which is incorporating some uh you know double kick drums sometimes because i think that he has some kind of like metal background and I've been working with bands like norwegian shining and stuff like that and and it, it can become like uh, like like crazy sometimes and very very intense and then it goes down and it becomes very very soft and subtle so it's, it's 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 very it's very diverse and i was actually at a uh, i just happened to find myself at a jazz jazz gig this sunday here really? in stockholm really okay. yeah i was i was uh, having a few beers with an old classmate of mine from music school and uh, oh so you also and, went to music school oh oh yeah okay. but, but, so so uh, we, we we just uh, ended up at Stumpen and uh maybe because uh Sunday evening other all other like places were closed already because it was Sunday and uh and there was this trio just playing there with a with a swish number up there the, the one like, like, like that service where you can uh where you can pay people with your phone like you through yeah through your phone number so so they were there playing and uh the one who worked at the place, uh a girl just went up and, like, improvised a song at the end as well, which was really, really cool.
0: That is so, so it's, cool.
1: Uh, yeah, and it's it feels like it's not so structurized in that way that it's more free. And uh, as as you're, as uh, the other guy said, that it, like, it flows in a, in a another kind of way. And it's, it's, more, it's more like a dialogue, more like a communication on stage yep. than just, like, Pinpointing the rehearsed song from uh, from A to B, you know.
0: Yeah, and and he actually said, and I'm sure you know, you would probably echo this, that, you know, what kind of the technical metal we hear. He goes, you know, Matt, if if you think technical metal is hard to play, he goes, some of this technical, this real technical jazz stuff, unless you know, like unless you've been to school and like are really trained in it, or like, are an artist yourself? A lot of this jazz stuff is really, really hard to play. Like, it's really technical stuff.
1: Oh yeah, this uh, this guitar, uh, the 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 guy playing uh, keyboard, uh, he uh, he did all the walking bass with his left hand, and then he played like uh, things that would make make Jordan Rudess of uh, Dream Theater proud, only with his right. You know, playing like this intricate and weird, really weird. Solos with the with the right hand while maintaining that really really steady and uh, groovy bass with his left. I was like, well, you're you're better than me on bass already with your left hand. So yeah, and then and then you make all these kind of like weird solos with the right. So yeah, how how old are you? 300. <laughs>